Hey, it's your girl, Kira the Healer, and you're tuned in listening to Mystic Mommy Podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well out there once again. And always, I want to thank you for your support, for listening, um, and just always tuning in and allowing me to upload stuff for a new episode. So, um, of course, I'm going to do my shameless and, uh, you know, selfish promotions. It is what it is. Um, but I am still doing Oracle reads and past life regression sessions. You can always hit me up. I'm on Instagram at mystic.mommy.healing. Um, you can book me, book a session through there. I have a calendar up. Um, you can also hit me up on Etsy and my shop is mystic mommy healing. Um, book any of the readings. I got a bunch of new, uh, services that I offer along with Akashic record readings. Um, as well as, like I said, past life and childhood regression sessions, um, as well as Oracle and Tarot reads. Um, I'm also doing Reiki attunements, so always make sure to reach out for that. I am doing Reiki in the first degree, free attunement of no charge if you would like one. Once again, you can go ahead and book it. But now I'm going to move on to this episode because I've been writing this for weeks and I am excited. I started writing this one when I wrote the last one, which was about ascension and everything. Um, But I wanted to cover the divine masculine and the divine feminine, okay? Divine feminine, divine mask, right? I know I covered a lot about ascension in the 5D. So, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about that, that divine masculine feminine balance, right? The What is it? Because I feel that word has been thrown out a lot, just like twin flames, that those words have been thrown out a lot. But what does it mean exactly, right? What does it relate to with us spiritually? What does it relate to with us? Um, so let's talk about that, right? Star seeds that are out there listening, if you are listening to this, you are a star seed. We are on a new journey here, and that's helping us discover our true selves. Not just this fleshy meat vessel that we're in right now. Um, and this is this experience that we're going through is the soul experience, our dharma, and our human experience, right? Um, don't get me wrong, there's times where I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. I don't want to like be human anymore. Crazy. I just looked up at the uh stovetop. I'm sitting in my room, I'm an altar, and I can look out into the um kitchen because I have such a tiny apartment, literally like 700 square feet. (laughs) But um, I'm looking on the stove and it says 333, right? 333. It's crazy. Universe is just always sending constant downloads and I'm here for the messages. I'm receiving. I am welcoming. I am here. Right. Okay. So, right. We are stepping into this new age. The veil is being lifted and you'll be in the presence of so many other light workers, healers, shaw women and men, um, which is it doesn't matter. White, witch, whatever. Um, We are all here. We are all here. We are all present. Right. And we are all healing and raising our frequencies. That's lifting the energy and frequency of the world around us. We're also doing all of our shadow work and combining the dark and light parts of ourselves to continue to heal and ascend. So now we're going to get into the divine feminine and masculine. We all embody feminine and masculine energy, and we need that balance. When one is off balance, there's always physical, emotional, and spiritual conflict that occurs. 
we also, right, have an energy, one that is more prominent in us, and it's not a bad thing, right? Um, <clears throat> and it has nothing to do with gender, but it's called like our leading energy. I am divine feminine energy. I am divine leading. I do have lots of masculine energy. I do have that balance of masculine and feminine energy, but my my leading is for sure divine feminine. I can feel it, right? I feel it in my soul, my bones, like everything. Um, but keep in mind, right? There are also divine feminine and masculine forces such as like twin flames. I'm pretty sure you've heard of everyone talking about twin flames. Um, they separate what a twin flame basically is, is like two souls, they separate and reunite to come into unison when the timing, alignment, and like healing is right, right? So um those are twin flames when the divine masculine and feminine energy split, right? Um, but there's times where people are one, right? You have both divine and masculine um within you. So you're one, and then sometimes twin flames aren't even romantic, and there's even times when the soul didn't split and that they're like still in one. It's a lot to like process. I've also learned about like different polarities. So like two divine feminines can un uh, be in unison, or two divine masculines can be in unison. Um, just a lot. Like I'm not gonna even talk about that because it's way too much. Your head is gonna explode. Like I'm not gonna get into that because. <clears throat> Even me, like, knowing about, like, all of that, I'm just like, come on, this is too much. I, you know, I do my research before. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat is dry as fuck. I do my research before I record these episodes. So it was, like, a lot to process. And I'm like, okay, let me filter out what's best. So let's talk about the divine masculine, right? The traits of the divine masculine. So the divine masculine functions with the left side of the brain, so it controls the right side of the body. It's associated with strength, survival, logic, reason, loyalty, strength, I said strength already, rationality, letting go, problem solving, um, divine masculine loves challenges, very linear, straightforward energy. Um, <clears throat> they're usually very aware of like their surroundings and everything that's going on. Even before they like step into a room or a situation, they're just very well aware. Um, divine masculine are, they're usually visionaries. They have reason and purpose for why they do something. They're usually, um, they like embellish in success, not like in a bad way where they like, oh, I need to be successful. I need to do this. I'll do anything to be successful. But like, they work very hard for what they do. <clears throat> right. Um, they like structure and routine, uh, boundaries. They are usually risk takers, uh, very confident, analytical, responsible. Um, and then they're very assertive and direct. They also love friendly competition and they're dominating and certain. Now, when I say like all these traits and everything, of course, all of us have some kind of those traits somewhat, right? Which is why I say we have the masculine and feminine energy, but I might read off the feminine traits. And you're like, oh my God, that's me. And that's when I'm like, I'm definitely divine feminine. Like I feel it. Like I feel it with me. I also feel a lot of like of the masculine traits, of course. <clears throat> the um being like a visionary and like always trying to figure out a problem. And um I don't want to say I crave challenges, but like put me up for a challenge and I'm gonna like nail it. So we both embody, we embody both of them, right? But 
like when you are divine feminine, you have like, oh, that dash of masculine. When you're like masculine, you have that dash of feminine. You can embody both. You feel me? Um, so now divine feminine, right, functions with the right side of their brain. So it controls the left side. Whenever my femininity, my divine feminine, whenever that is off, when something is wrong, the whole left side of my body is just fucked up. Like whether it's my arm, like it feels like I slept on it. Ooh, what's gotten into me? It feels like I slept on it or like the left side of my body, I might feel um like pain, like a sticking pain or like it just hurts. I can always tell like what part of me is off. And I'm going to get a little bit into it later as to why you might feel physical pain or, you know, why that might be off for you. But the divine feminine, right, is associated with, like I said, that left side. Um, and divine feminine are nurturing, emotional, vulnerable. They have a, they are very open to everything. They do things with an open mind. Um, and, you know, before they go into like judging or giving an answer or doing something, they're very open to like what's going on. Um, they have emotional strength rather than physical strength. Divine masculine is more like physical strength, but divine feminine is emotional strength. Um, they will sacrifice themselves for the greater good. They will make sacrifices for the greater good. They are very tranquil, serene, intuitive, gentle, sensitive. They move and operate with out of love and emotion. Um, they are fluid, right? I remember I said divine masculine is a more narrow, rigid, kind of straightforward energy, um, linear energy. But divine feminine is fluid, right? Um, they are um, very caring, patient, flexible, understanding, compassionate, receptive. They are calm. They go with the flow and they understand the process. Um, they understand the process. Like if something's going on, it's just like, okay, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to process all of this and I'm going to go with it, right? Let go, let flow. I always say that. Let go, let flow. When things seem out of whack and it's not going out of my way, the more resistant I become, the worse it becomes, right? So I'm always like, let go, let flow. If something is meant for me, it will it will be meant for me. Or if the universe is trying to show me something, it's going to come to light soon, you know? Divine Feminine can also be, um, sorry, my, <laughs> my fucking dog just farted and that shit fucking stinks. Wow. Like the stench of whatever came out their ass was fucking toxic. Okay. Let me keep going. Cause this like really distracted me. This fucked me up. Um, okay. So divine feminine um, can be somewhat introverted only because I feel like they are introspective. So like they like to make decisions or they like to think things over first before they do something. They kind of like to be like to reflect on something before they actually execute what they're going to do. Or like I have a tendency to do that. If somebody says something to me, I'm like, hold up. 
let me think about this before I respond to you because this might come out the wrong way or maybe you didn't mean it the way that I think. So let me think on this first and then I'm gonna get back to you. It happens all the time. Like when I'm at work, somebody's being super rude and nasty and they say something to me and I'm like, okay, let me take a step back. Let me remove myself out of the situation and just see like where they got me fucked up at. And then usually by then they're like, oh, well, you know, I meant this, this and that. Or like I already done walked away from the situation because I'm, I'm not going to deal with this. But I'm very like introspective. I like to think on the inside before I do something um, on the outside. You know what I mean? Because I feel like your words and your actions will dictate how somebody views you. <clears throat> So, um, divine feminine also, they can be very calm, um, under, oh, like, I, oh, I said calm and going and understanding the process. Sorry. Grounded, creative, supportive, trusting, patient, synchronized, compassionate, and altruistic. So they will give whatever they can. They are such a careless, like careless person when it comes to themselves. Like they, they care so much about everyone else. They don't care about themselves. And they just give, give, give to others, right? Very supportive. Now, the toxic or toxic, <laughs> what is wrong with me? All these fucking tongue twisters. Okay, so let's get a little bit deeper, right? Let's talk about the bad stuff, or not the bad stuff, the traumatic stuff, right? The fucked up stuff, right? That fucks up and knocks our feminine and masculine balance off, right? Because you can be so spiritual, you can be so sure of what you're doing is right, and somebody could come along and fuck that up, or a fucked up relationship could really just set you back, get you off balance, and you know, you might not feel like yourself after that, and you have to work really hard to get yourself back to where you were again. So toxic, wounded, or unhealthy femininity is usually lazy, unmotivated, depressed, overly emotional, um, like unable to control your emotions, overly caring, and mothering to others, insecure, victim complex, manipulative, codependent, usually have low self-esteem, untrustworthy, or might feel like everyone is out to get you. There are people pleasers, um, overgiving, and I'll go into a story time real quick. So I'm going to give a warning. This is a domestic violence trigger warning. Um, I'm going to talk about a relationship I was with with this lovely man. Um, we're both just like toxic for each other. We were no good for each other. Um, we were like pretty fucked up for each other. Like two of the most toxic like toxic people you could place together. Like we were terrible. Um, so yeah, trigger warning right here. If you, you know, domestic violence, trigger warning. You can fast forward if you don't want to hear this. If you're not in a good place or time to hear this, that's perfectly fine. But um, other than that, like, I'll tell you my story. So uh, one of the relationships I've had when my, when I knew for sure or I want to say all of my relationships. Um, I've always knew my femininity was off because I was always overly something. I was always told like, oh, you're over, like overly emotional. Like you're extremely emotional and sensitive. Um, and then 
it wasn't until I realized that, oh, they can't handle my femininity. They can't handle me. Like I, like I said, I'm divine feminine energy, baby. So it's very hard for somebody who's not comfortable with their masculine, who don't have any of that femininity in them to be able to handle or deal with being some with someone like me. I would need to have my match. So <clears throat> when it became wounded, right? Um, I'm going to explain a little bit later about like healing the wounded or um, toxic or unhealthy feminine, right? Um, because in my past relationships, I would overly give myself to someone, devote myself to someone. I would allow them to put a label on me. I would allow them to tell them basic, tell me basically, um, like they had ownership over me. Like I was theirs. I belonged to them. Um, I was the only one for them. Overly giving, overly nurturing. I would be taking care of grown ass men or grown ass human beings that were capable of taking care of themselves that were older than me because I was overly mothering them because they lacked that mother figure, that femininity in their life. Um, I would also give myself to them physically. So I never enjoyed, it's crazy. I never enjoyed having sex with these people. Um, it was very linear. I, I used to convince myself that I enjoyed it because they enjoyed it, right? Because I was overly giving myself to them. Literally like giving myself to these people. And then I would cry and be miserable. And when things didn't work out or when they used me up, right? They used me up, took all that I had to offer, used me up, sucked me dry. I ain't have shit left. <clears throat> Kick me to the fucking curb. And then I'm like, why am I incapable of love? Why am I incapable of people being able to love me and treat me and give me what I deserve and show me that I am... I am a good woman. I'm a good person. Like, why am I not connect, connecting to someone on this physical, mental, emotional, spiritual level? And it's because I kept giving myself to people. I allowed them to take ownership of me and I didn't allow myself to embrace my femininity. It was already wounded from the love that I got, the lack of love that I had got from my mother. I was trying to be a mother to other people who didn't fucking need it. They were fucking adults. And I have a tendency to find people who are the most hurt. I always call myself a Chiron. I feel like there's many different kinds of healers, but mine in particular, I am a Chiron. I am a wounded healer. I have so much that I am still healing, but I still have the capability to show others and help them heal themselves. However, I feel like with the Chirons, our, our life path is just a little bit different from other people. You go through traumatic ass shit. People do traumatic ass shit to you, literally to the point where I, like I said, trigger warning, the, I was with someone and they... I was raped. I was sodomized. And I still went back to that person because why? Oh, a spouse can't rape you. 
because they are with you. You're with this person. A spouse cannot rape you, right? That doesn't exist. Um, when they would put their hands on me, it's because I felt like I needed to fix them. I didn't realize that the you know they needed a mother. They needed the femininity because of all of the pent up aggression and anger they had because their masculine was off balance that I was coming in trying to give them the balance, right? Trying to help them and save them when they were already unsavable and they needed to do the work themselves, right? So I have always gone through depressed stages um, or like I said, people would always call me overly emotional. I feel like I have a pretty good balance on my emotions now. I'm definitely sensitive, definitely emotion, definitely in, in tune with my emotions and my sensitivity and I love it. But at the same time, I am in more control. Don't get me wrong. Some people, somebody might yell at me or make me feel bad. I'm going to cry, right? I'm going to cry. Um, I'm probably going to be like, yeah, fuck you, but I'm going to cry. Um, but at the same time, when somebody's coming to me and looking to me for compassion and they're going through something, yeah, I'm going to be emotional. I think that's a normal thing. Um, but in a way where somebody might say something to you and it's more of constructive criticism and you're taking it as, oh, this person is against me. Like, like it's just me. I only got me here. It's, that's when it becomes, okay, this is toxic. You are sick. You need help. You need to heal. You need to fix yourself, right? manipulation too. And when you, and when I say manipulative, I think that goes for definitely, or I know that definitely goes for toxic um, or wounded masculine. However, when a woman is manipulative um, because she has a, a wounded femininity, right? Or unhealthy feminine energy. Sorry, I need some water. I'm talking so goddamn much, <laughs> but the manipulation comes in where you make people, and this is what I would do before, I would make people feel bad when they wanted to leave, right? Or I would put people in a position that, like, if they, if we, if you spoke your truth, if you told me, I don't want to be with you anymore, I need a break, I need some time apart, I'm ghosting you, I am cutting you off, cutting you off, never talking to you again, disappearing off the face of the earth, just, you will never hear from me again. And I might have to be a little bit with, like, my wounded masculine too, because I had a lack of a father figure um, in my life. But the manipulation would come also with, um, I'm trying to think of a good example, like if they would, um, oh, okay, for example, like they're leaving to go to work and then I'm feeling so clingy, right? I need to, I'm codependent on this person. The worst part I was codependent on people who had nothing to offer. So I'm codependent on somebody who can't give me anything. Financial security, emotional security, physical security, nothing. They can't give me anything, but I would still, they're like, okay, I'm going to work or I'm leaving. There was one guy I was dating. This is, okay, great example. This one guy I was dating, he had a kid and he would be like, okay, I have to go leave to see my kid. I had no problem with him going to see his kid, but the fact I knew he was going to be around his baby mama would make me upset. So I would like cry and get super emotional, like, wow, this is all the time you're going to spend with me and da 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 Or when he would finally text me when he was over there, um, I was like, damn, you just like left me. You abandoned me just by myself. Like you build a very unhealthy codependency on somebody 
And it's like they really, at times, they have nothing to offer you. Um, there's plenty of times I've had exes that had literally no nothing to offer. And I stayed in those relationships and I became codependent on it. I had all my own stuff. I worked the job. So it's not like they can offer me anything or bring anything to the table. And they didn't. But the fact that they were in my life, I just needed someone to cling on because I didn't want to be lonely. So when you, like I said, toxic, wounded, or unhealthy femininity, low self-esteem, codependent, um, you might feel like I said, everyone is out to get you uh, or people pleasing. I was always a people pleaser. Like I didn't want to make anyone upset. I didn't want to make anyone say no. I didn't want to make anyone feel bad, even if they made me feel that way. So it's, it's really crazy. It's a crazy concept, but it's true. <clears throat> so let's go into toxic or wounded or unhealthy masculine. So Unhealthy masculine or wounded masculine energy, um, usually those people tend to have tunnel vision. Um, so like one, like if my mind is set on something, nothing you say or do or show me can change my mind any other way, right? They get frustrated very easily, very angry, very cold, very callous. Um, they are aggressive. I said aggressive. I was looking at them. The <laughs> I said aggressive. What is that? Aggressive, egotistical, controlling, abusive, um, avoidant, unstable, flighty, confrontational, unsupportive, critical, um, uh, yeah, unsupportive and critical, judgmental and unable to be vulnerable or open with their um, emotions and feelings. They also repress their emotions and feelings. So... Once again, trigger warning, if you got back here and you're like, oh my God, not again, sorry. But I just feel like you guys need this example. You need to hear it because um, you, when you think of it, it might be like a father in your life that's wounded. His masculinity is wounded or a spouse or somebody you know. So I'm just bringing this stuff up because it just might be someone that you know and it might relate and you're like, fuck. You know what? That makes sense. Like all this time, his masculinity has been off because he lacks a father figure in his life, because he lacks this in his life. He never had stability, right? So my ex was definitely a wounded mask, like to the core, very callous. He was a narcissist. He was egocentric. Like he, it was all about him or the highway, like tunnel vision, no matter what he did, like it was just, he was controlling, very manipulative and a very, a very intelligent man. It was very scary, like how manipulative he was to me. Um, he, oh God, like I'm, I'm like he bought a phone for me so that he was able to like control, like control it. Like whenever we would fight, he'd take the phone back. Cause why? Cause it's his phone, right? So he was very controlling and manipulative. Um, he, I was in a living situation where I was living by myself. And then um, he told me like, let's move in together. I was like, okay, cool. He, we went together, found a place, signed his name on the lease. And then he was like, you know what? I'm not gonna live here. I don't live here anymore. And actively made a decision to not live there anymore. So his name was still on the lease. So technically, he was still able to get in the house and 
whatever. Like we were fighting him. Don't get me wrong. We were fighting in between then, like fighting. But it was just like a normal person or people, you have to hash things out. Whether it works out between you two, you just have to. There's just, there's just shit you have to take care of where you're an adult. You just got to, you got to put your grown man or grown woman panties on and just take care of the shit that you need to. But he was just like, no, I'm not going to do that. And that was just like his decision. Like, he's not going to do that. Um, Very callous man. Like, lacked emotions whatsoever. I used to call him Satan because he was just fucking callous. I can't even explain it. Just a cold-hearted person. Like, he didn't have no emotions. I remember, like, crying, you know, like, begging him not to leave me because we were like going through a fight or something like that crying begging him not to leave me and he's like looking at my face like laughing he was very very sick very sick man um wouldn't even be surprised if he had like some kind of parasite attachment to him because he was sick right um however the reason why you have toxic wounded or um toxic wounded or unhealthy feminine or masculine energy is because the lack of um, maybe parental guidance you had in your life. Um, like I said, a lot of the reason why I feel over motherly was because the lack of the mothering that I got. So my mom was actively in our lives up until a certain age. And I just feel like she kind of checked out. Life is hard. Don't get me wrong. Life is hard. When you have kids, it's fucking hard. Like, especially if you're a single mom and you don't have the support and you don't have the means, it's hard, bro. Like, I've been there and I have one kid and it's hard. So I understand my heart goes out to all women who are fighting that fight every single day because, you know, single moms don't get enough praise and everyone's like, oh, but what about some? Don't get me wrong. Y'all doing y'all things too, but. You find so much more single moms than you do dads, and then it becomes normalized. And it's like, oh, well, you're their mom. You need to take care of them. What about the fucking dad? He does too. So it's just they don't get enough credit or praise. And now me later in life, I'm hitting those epiphanies where I'm like, damn, my mom went through a lot of shit. Like she went through a lot of shit with us. She tried her best. She did what she could, you know, the best way that she can. But it was hard for her. She didn't have the support that I I do myself right now. So it was harder for her to take care of all the children that she had. So I feel like the reason why she was there in the beginning is because she needed to. But towards the end, it was just very hard because it was just very hard for her to keep doing what she was doing by herself. She didn't have the means. She didn't have the support. It was literally, it was her. I understand. I don't agree with everything, but I understand. Um, and my lack of, you know, mothering that was at play, um, it really wounded my femininity and it took me forever to be able to get that back and embrace it. And like I said, I breathe it. Like it takes a lot. It takes a lot of healing. It takes a lot of, um, it takes a lot to be able to heal yourself and be able to get past that. And same with my ex, he had terrible relationship with his father. I never fully found out the dynamics of that relationship and why he hated him so much, but he hated his father like with a passion. Um, And that's 
relates to the wounded masculine. It's probably something you grew up seeing, right, in the household, maybe how your father treated your mother, or maybe the lack of father you had in your life if he wasn't present. Mine was absentee, so I know that's why I had a lot of, as well, toxic masculine traits to me um, because of the lack of father figure that I had in my life. I had one up until a brief point, and then he left, and when he was gone, it was really no one after that. Um, also keep in mind, right, it doesn't have to be your birth mother. It can definitely be your adoptive mother or maybe a sibling or something that you always looked up to that you might have to was more of a mother. I've met people who have past life connections to their siblings' children and their siblings' children feel more connected to them. So it doesn't necessarily have to be your actual mother and father. It's just whoever you consider a mother or father figure in your life. Maybe they that's who you saw you know, growing up and their relationships were so toxic or they were so toxic themselves. It kind of rubs off on you and you might become the opposite or you might become just like them. Um, so like healing the divine feminine, you nurture, 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 nurture yourself. My favorite thing, yin yoga. Okay. Yin yoga done did some shit. Like I recently started getting into like the yin yoga and it's just so restorative. It just makes you like, it's to get a deep stretch. It's to help you reflect. It's to help you just really restore that yin. Just get that yin energy flowing and circulating. Because when it's blocked up, you're going to feel that bitch. The whole left side of my body like be fucked up or be like the left side of something just be fucked up whenever the yin energy is not flowing through. Um, and also repairing that relationship. The most important thing, repairing that relationship with the mother in your life. And I'm not saying literally like going to them like, hey, I'm sorry, we got to make this work. But it's forgiving them. Forgiving them for hurting you, forgiving them for not understanding what you needed to to bloom and blossom as a person, forgiving them for all the things they might have said or done and you were unable to get closure on, forgiving them for that. That's how you heal. That's how you heal them and you heal yourself at the same time because you're no longer carrying that pain or that worry or that sorrow or that grief or the the word you never got to say. I Me, I write letters on a piece of paper on a full moon I read it out loud, I fucking cry, and I burn that shit. And guess what? I feel so much better afterwards. I can't directly say it to you, but at least I know how I feel. If I if the road ever comes across, I will definitely say it. But me also taking that time to reflect, it helps me get a better understanding of things. I don't have the greatest relationship with my mother. I don't even have a relationship with her, but I love her and I forgive her for everything that she's done because she didn't know any better. It doesn't mean we got to be best fucking buddy pals, but I understand why you did what you did. You feel me? Same with my father. Same exact thing. I don't hate you. I love you. You made me, right? Or you didn't necessarily make me, but I that we needed your genetics, your sperm and shit to make me. So I can't be that angry at you. And you don't know any better because you were never shown any better. I am the one who is breaking these generational curses and understanding that. And I'm going to help transform myself into a beautiful fucking butterfly or moth or whatever. I'm going to do the same for my kid. I don't want them to be a repeat. You get what I'm saying? You don't want your kids to repeat this shit. You don't want to fucking repeat this shit. So you heal. You Like I said, you don't have to be best buddy fucking pals. But the least you can do is at least forgive them and start on that. 
And like I said, writing that on a piece of paper, burning it, releasing it, yin yoga. It could also be, like I said, it doesn't have to be your actual mother. It could be someone you looked up to as a mother. It could be a big sister, a friend, or a relative that you feel that deep connection with. Um, and you need to repair that relationship to help heal the feminine. Shadow work. I always talk about shadow work. Shadow work is my favorite thing to do. Digging deep and reflecting on the toxic traits that I have that I didn't even realize were toxic traits. Um, to help feel, heal my femininity. femininity. Um, writing about the lack of love, right? That you had or you searched for in all the wrong places. I definitely do. I love journaling. I love journaling. If you get embarrassed about writing it, you could definitely burn it after just so that you know no one will ever read it. But I do that. I've searched for love in all the wrong places. I've saw so many flag, red flags. And I still was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do this. We're going to fix some shit. And it's like, no, the fuck you're not. You're like going to damage yourself even more than it is. And it's like, you're going to fuck yourself up. But you know, the universe works out in many beautiful ways because here I am now and I'm good, right? So basically, oh, you can also, this is a really interesting concept. But you can do it through meditation. You can also do it through trans healing, which I do that, by the way. It's on the divination menu if you're ever interested. Um, but giving your pain back to your parents or that mother figure, the feminine energy in your life, that you've been carrying all that pain and burden for them all along, right? All along, didn't even know. I felt like I, I, I was carrying a lot of my mother's pain too, just seeing what she or hearing what she went through. And I carried it because I was like, you shouldn't be the only one to carry that burden, right? But that's not mine to carry. I have my own path and my own journey. I would never want my child to take a burden or carry my pain for me. As much as I love him, he would. But I would never want to put him through that. So giving them their pain back. You can write a letter on a full moon. You can do a cord cutting ritual to let them know I'm giving you back your energy. I am cutting the cord. Or you can do, um, I had a friend who talked about something. I think it was, I don't know what kind of, I don't know if it was the constellation healing she got or it was just some form of healing therapy where she gave, where the task was to give your pain back to your parent, but there was someone acting as a surrogate of their parent. So it's just basically, you can, you can do that in a letter. You can do that in meditation. You can do it visually. You put everything up, you hold it, you're holding their pain. You take it out of you, right? Take that energy out of you and you're giving it back to them. This is your burden to do it. This is your pain to do it. This is not mine's. I didn't do anything to deserve this. This is not mine to carry. This is yours. And you give it back to them. Cut the cord. Let them deal with it. And it's not like you're cutting a good cord. You're cutting a negative energy cord. That pain, that pipeline that was coming to you, you guys were connected to that. You cut the cord. You release it. It's yours now. It's yours to deal with. I can't keep carrying the pain of it. Same with your father. You can do the same exact thing, healing that masculine energy. Um, also, power yoga is very good for that. I love power yoga um, to help balance and get in tune with the divine masculine. Um, doing your power yoga, doing um, lots of grounding yoga and exercises is very good. Um, and then, like I said, same thing. Giving your It doesn't have to be. I feel like mothers carry a lot of pain. Fathers is just lack of love. 
You get what I'm saying? And you can do the same thing. Write a letter, burn it, whatever you need to do to help yourself heal. Um, that's what you need to do. But stop holding yourself back. Stop not allowing yourself to go through that healing process and rebirth into this beautiful divine energy of feminine masculine. You know what I mean? You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to give love. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to be balanced, the light and the dark. Embrace it into one. Now, I'm going to wrap up this episode and leave it at this. Um, I really hope you enjoy it. Um, and you guys will hear from me soon. As soon as I get another topic, I feel like I, this was like, okay, this was good. This was good. And like, I'm out of a topic, but I'm pretty sure I'll be back. Um, if you do have any suggestions, always please come to my Instagram, interact with me, let me know what you like, what you don't like. Um, and we'll go from there. But once again, have an amazing day. Thank you guys for listening. And you guys are awesome. Hey, it's your girl, Kira the Healer, and I'm just coming to you really quick, just in case you need my contact info. I can be reached on Instagram at mystic.mommy.healing, or um, you can hit me up on Gmail, which is shakira.the.healer at gmail.com. Um, I am always open for readings, so you can book me through there. Um, other than that, I really do appreciate you guys supporting me and um, giving me the time of day to even speak and have a platform. I hope you guys enjoy the episodes and I will continue to um, upload some more. So I have a lot coming to you for this season. I really do want you guys to keep tuning in and listening because shit's about to get fucking good and it's about to get real. Um, other than that, though, I hope you guys have a good day, evening, night, whatever time it is you're listening to it, and you'll hear from me soon.